0: What's up, everyone? Episode 12 of the Sports World Podcast. My name is Nick here with Mike, Jet, and Dylan. Today we are going over week 13, previewing week 14, and discussing the John Wall for Russell Westbrook trade that went down. um Getting right into it. Segment one, week 13 review. The Browns uh, faced the Titans in Tennessee. They came out on top 41 to 35. uh Baker threw for 334 yards and four touchdowns to lead the Browns to this win. Jet, let's get your thoughts on his performance on Sunday afternoon.
1: Yeah, so Baker finally looked like a number one pick. You know, he, he looked pretty incredible to me, at least. Um, you know, the score of that game was pretty deceiving. The Browns were up 38-7 at half. So, yeah, I don't think that, that the comeback really means too much because the Titans were playing from behind. They, they played pretty well, though. Um, I, this game didn't really go how I expected it to go. I thought, like Mike said last week, that it would be dominated by the run, but it actually ended up being dominated by the pass. For both teams. And um, yeah, the Browns really impressed me. I thought that was a great all-around win for them. And yeah, Baker was incredible.
0: The Browns were my sleeper team heading into the year. Just saying. I was kind of hoping we forgot about my little prediction last week. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, Dylan, what are your thoughts on the overall, overall result of the game?
2: I mean, yeah, Mike, 140 combined yards, not exactly breaking the record. But, amen, um, <laughs> amen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it was obviously a dominant win. They were up, what was it, 38 to 7, seven in that half? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't – I picked Titans to win. We all picked the Titans to win, actually. Um, I didn't want Baker to do well because I – again, relating this to fantasy, I, I benched him.
0: Um, <laughs> you do this every single know,
2: de- yeah. <laughs> Derrick Henry, 15 carries, 60 yards was not Derrick Henry type stuff. Tannehill threw for 389, but a lot of that was in the second half, just trying to get points yeah. in the board, which they did. They scored a lot. They scored 28 points in the second half. Still wasn't enough because they dug themselves a 31-point hole at the beginning of the game. But, uh, yeah, Corey Davis went off. Adam Humphreys did nothing. Yeah. Not, a, not a good showing for the Titans, even though the score makes it look kind of close. But, yeah, I mean, the Browns are 9-3. I'm not sure who they're playing next, but they have they Playing the Ravens
3: tonight? No, they're playing the Ra- oh, yeah, they are playing the Ravens next. Okay, well, then that'll be
0: a big yeah. game. So, Corey Davis kind of ended my fantasy season. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the Raiders beat the Jets 31 to 28. Obviously, the game winning pass to Henry Ruggs was the highlight of that game. Mike, game clock in the single digits, Jets send an all out blitz, leaving Henry Ruggs in man coverage. Carr sees it, hits him for a go ahead touchdown with five seconds remaining. As a Raiders fan, let's get your thoughts on that play and more importantly, the overall game.
3: Well, as soon as the Raiders got the ball back for that last possession, I I had zero faith. I had basically assumed that the Jets would just play prevent defense and nothing would really happen. But, I mean, I don't know. I've been seeing people saying, you know, the Jets did that on purpose because they want to lose. I've been seeing Greg Williams actually thought that was a good call. Apparently Adam Gase – was um, distracted on the sidelines from who knows what, and that he <laughs> said he wanted to call a timeout. I don't know, but at the end of the day, I guess it's it's a win, and it I I don't know, it's just a win. It, the Jets played really well. I guess I don't know. I I don't know if it's more the Jets playing well or the Raiders playing bad. We all know the Raiders' defense isn't top tier, but. Usually they don't just let – what did the Jets run for? Like 180 yards, they, they usually don't let that happen. So
0: I don't know what to think of it. Yeah, it's hard to tell if that, if that play was just the Jets being their awful coaching staff that they are or if it was them trying to get Trevor Lawrence, anything like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I definitely
1: know. think Greg Williams just thought that was a genius idea. <laughs> that's just my opinion.
0: And that's why he got fired. Yeah, a exactly. All right, but uh, Jet, your thoughts mm-hmm. on that game? Uh,
1: it's, it's it's something once again like last week. It should never happen. Like like the Falcons, it should never happen. It shouldn't be close against one of the worst teams of the last decade. But um, I guess we were we're still banged up. You know the the weather wasn't the greatest, but those aren't excuses to almost lose to the Jets. Uh, it was a rough one. It's hard to watch.
3: <laughs> and I mean I. As a Raiders fan, I haven't seen as since I've been alive, I haven't seen them win in New York, so I wasn't expecting much even when they were 0 and 11. And then did they lose to them last year? Yes, yes, you do not have to bring
0: that up. I,
2: I, (laughs) you
3: know,
0: still in pain a little bit, but (laughs) you know what? All right, moving on, the Rams traveled to Arizona to face the Cardinals, they came out on top 38 to 28. Um, They now lead the division over the Cardinals and the Seahawks. So, Dylan, let's get your thoughts there and how you see the uh, Rams possibly finishing on top of that division.
2: You know what? I picked the Rams to win. They did it. Jared Goff, 351 yards, only one touchdown. But Cam Akers, Henderson, (coughs) and Goff all had rushing touchdowns. Woods and Cup both had over 70 yards. Good good all-around showing. Uh, They forced Kyler into some difficult situations, only 173 yards passing. They... Passed to Dan Arnold for two touchdowns, which is, you know, different. Uh, Kenyon and Drake and Christian Kirk didn't do anything. You know, the Isabella. I mean, I I thought the Rams would win this game, and I don't exactly know why. I just did. Uh, you know, me and my alter ego were in, a, in, an, in an agreement. So. <laughs> I just had a feeling, and, and they did obviously. Um, so now they're eight and four. Cardinals are six and six and then the Seahawks are also 8-4, and, four, and then the 49ers are, are not relevant. Rams and Seahawks, do they play again this season? They
3: they do week 17, I believe. They
2: do week, week 16. Oh, week 16. So, yeah, that'll be that'll be the game that decides it, obviously. I mean, both 8-4, Cardinals, I don't think they're going to be able to get two games up and overcome a possible tiebreak. So, yeah, that'll come down to the week 16 game in Seattle, I believe. Yeah, Rams at Seattle. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, Very good game too. for
2: Jared Goff, and <clears throat> well, obviously, um, not great for Kyler.
0: Good luck with Jared Goff on the road in a big game. You know, mm-hmm. I would love to. I should have, I should have picked them in. I was gonna, then last Wait, second I was like, you know what, you, go for you. I thought you did pick them because I kind of told no, you, I, you to pick I them on so the podcast. I, I was planning on picking. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
3: yeah I, 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 I told, told you to pick it. them because I didn't want Dylan to have solo Rams. But here <laughs> we are.
0: All right, Giants travel to Seattle um what seemed like i guess in our eyes i guess because last week we predicted that they would not end up pulling off the upset but they did they won 17 to 12 on the road um it was a very weird game to say the least it was five nothing seahawks at halftime uh didn't get much more exciting in the second half new york somehow pulled through in the end and jet let's get your thoughts there
1: well, I mean, last week on our NFC segment, I, I called this one. I said the Giants were most likely to upset the, the Seahawks than any of the other ones. Well, also, like football team, the football team did it as Most
0: well. likely, but you did
1: say that you don't think they would. Hey, man. It shouldn't have happened. I don't think any f- football fan would deny that that shouldn't have happened, but <laughs> it did. Um, I don't know. The Giants, like I said, could happen. The Seahawks' defense – uh, softened up a little bit and allowed the Giants to move the football. Uh, the the Giants defense sacked Russ five times, forced an interception, and I think it went exactly how it
0: had to go for them to pull
1: off the upset, and it happened.
0: It was pretty wild. I definitely did not see that one coming, but uh, it did. Obviously, Mikey you got any thoughts there?
3: Russell so Wilson's also part of the reason I lost in fantasy.
0: Uh, <laughs>
3: I don't know it. This there there were so many like just random things that happened this week and I feel like this was just one of those things that it's I mean obviously people are going to say they didn't expect it to happen but I mean the Seahawks their their offense is great I'll say that their offense is really good but I don't their defense isn't good I don't think they're going to win this division solely because of their defense yeah I don't know Uh, it looks like oh okay Oh, no, go, ahead, go ahead. It looks like the Giants might even take the division. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, – I don't know. No, if,
0: if Washington lost to Pittsburgh, then 100%. Yeah. Now, it, now it's back even. And we'll get into Washington the Washington. Yeah. yeah, New York has a tiebreaker, but Washington has the easier remaining schedule.
2: And they have the same record?
0: Yep. Got it. Somebody crazy.
2: So, yeah, Wayne Gallman has passed, I don't know how many weeks, five weeks, six weeks, whatever, has been – over 100 yards, basically. Or not over 100 yards, but he's had over 20-ish fantasy points. Again, that's how I base... Yeah. How I think about players. <laughs> well, not entirely, but stats-wise, yeah. So, he's, I mean, he's had... He's definitely had some really good games recently Um, in the absence of Barkley, and then Deion Lewis was supposed to be there, and Devontae Freeman... Not Deion Lewis. Devontae Freeman was supposed to be there, and then he did his typical thing, got injured. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this was a game that Gallman obviously carried because Colt McCoy had... Just over 100 yards and a pick. Um, Seahawks defense horrible as usual. Yeah, I mean they didn't lock up Metcalf. He had five for 80, but they in Lockett had six for 63. But they were just able to limit the they were able to limit the like explosive plays that have led to a lot of touchdowns for Russell Wilson and those talented receivers. So that's I mean that's how they won. But I mean they're still five and seven. They do have a tougher remaining schedule. You said than oh tougher than
0: Washington, I think. Their Cardinals, underdogs.
2: Browns, and Giants. I oh, know, Cardinals, Browns, They're underdogs
0: in like Oof. three other four games, and then they played the Cowboys in Week 17.
2: Which isn't a guaranteed win. Yeah. Uh, well. Okay, so yeah. I think Washington will win the division. Why not? close one. <laughs> I hope
0: so. But all right, uh, moving on. Patriots beat the Chargers 45 to nothing. And we all um, pick the Patriots to lose? We, we all picked Los Angeles. Although, personally, I'm not surprised here with the Patriots right. going on to win. Okay. <laughs> And as a Ravens fan, this very slightly scares me due to the fact that they have the tiebreaker over Baltimore. You never know. Maybe they win five straight and sneak in as a seven seed. But I don't see that happening, obviously. It's near impossible. But, uh, yeah, again, another very weird game. and passed for less than 70 yards. Herod's only rushed yeah. for 80 and no touchdowns. Receivers did nothing, yet they won 45 Yeah, nothing. they
3: had a couple return touchdowns. Yeah. yeah.
0: Led by their special teams with two return yeah. uh, touchdowns and an impressive win and defensive performance, nonetheless, for New England.
3: And to defend my pick of the of the Chargers, I thought majority would go with the Patriots. So I assumed I – you know, I thought that was a shot. The Chargers could have won the game. but And then we all ended up picking the Chargers, and I felt really dumb. But, hey. You
2: say that yeah. Well, I I say that
3: now, but I I, I actually was going to pick the Patriots, but thought everybody was going to go with the Patriots. So I thought, oh, well, there's a shot right here where I could go a game up. But it didn't happen.
1: Yeah, the Chargers made us look even more dumb because we just gave them some praise on our recent power rankings on our Instagram account. We we put them at 20, and I thought that was pretty generous. And I thought it was warranted, though. I thought they were a pretty good team. They had some close losses, but – Yeah, they got it. So I don't know what to say about
0: that. Yeah. Overall, just classic Chargers, I guess. Yeah. But uh, last but not least, Alex Smith led his boys into Pittsburgh (laughs) and came out with W. Let's go, Nick. Dylan, I want to go to you for this one Uh, just because you you, you are more knowledgeable with the Steelers than the other three of us. But uh, what did Washington execute well and what did Pittsburgh fail to do in this? Uh, Washington victory?
2: It's it's on the offensive coordinator. That's 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 the main point. I mean, Randy Fickner or something like that is horrible. He threw a 4th and 1 fade route to Anthony McFarland instead of throwing to Juju, Deontay, or Chase Claypool, or James Washington, or Eric Ebert. <sighs> Uh That was kind of the reason. We had no rushing game. We had rushed for 21 yards total. James Washington had that long 50-yard touchdown. Deontay had a touchdown. Juju did nothing 4 yards per catch, which is obviously not good. Uh, Alex Smith had his had, got cleated and had his leg bleeding for a while, which obviously wasn't a good sight, but he was able to come back and finish the game and lead him to victory. Gibson got hurt in the first quarter, but JD McKissick got like 20 catches in the same drive, so it helped him out. Logan Thomas is a stud. Uh, he's making all these contested catches. I mean, McLaurin got shut out, shut down. This is about taking... <laughs> This is just about taking the the risk of going four and fourth and one in the beginning part of the game or in the first half, I believe, where Chase Young stuffed Benny Snell from the edge. That would have been a free three points. And then also going four and fourth and one with McFarland would have been another three three points, assuming that Matthew Wright, the new kicker, made it. So that's that's basically that it's on the offensive coordinator. That's all I gotta say. And then obviously Alex Highsmith went down with an injury. But Joe t- Hayden has a concussion. That game was so, yeah, not t- not looking t- great. Highsmith was the backup to Dupree, and Dupree already out for the year. So I don't even know who we're going to put there.
0: Yeah, personally, as a Ravens fan, I loved it.
2: I loved it.
0: course was it. A bit. I did. Really? I loved when they stopped with the whole line, four straight plays. Um, overall, I mean, very impressive from Washington defense. But at the same time, there was way too many mistakes from Pittsburgh that they're not going to do every week. I mean, they're going to play much better than that. Um, in the future we need
2: a run game (laughs) 20 yards rushing
0: they're not gonna have 10 drops from you know johnson ebron juju on a third a big third down like they're not gonna have all these little mistakes in the future every single game obviously it can and probably will happen at some point but it's not gonna happen every week um still out of respect to pittsburgh they're still top top two team in the nfl in my opinion um but yeah we'll see what happens down the stretch jet mike you got any thoughts there
1: Mm, I would just say in that game from what I saw, Washington, they did exactly what they like to do to teams, and that's um, run their little short pass game. That's what they love doing, and Pittsburgh just kind of let them do it. Uh, so that's how that's how they scored. That's how they got – that's how they moved the football. But for their defense, they just came up with every stop they needed pretty much. So it was pretty impressive, I think football team is definitely still my NFC East pick despite what the Giants have been.
3: Yeah. um, JD McKissick is also a reason why I lost my
0: fantasy scene. (laughs) (sighs) Moving on to our second segment. Uh, Week 14 kicks off with the Patriots taking on the Rams on Thursday night football. (sighs) Patriots have won four of the previous five games and they took on the NFC West leading Rams in what should be a a good game. Uh, Jet Let's get your prediction there and why you choose that team. Um,
1: I'm taking the Rams in this one. And I think Goff and the Rams' offense are even more comfortable at home. I don't see the Patriots keeping up with their offense, despite how good they looked against the Chargers. I don't think they're going to get two return touchdowns or however the heck they scored those 45 points. (laughs) But I expect the Rams to win pretty comfortably and the Patriots to go
0: back down to earth. The Chiefs head to Miami to face the Dolphins, and what should also be a good one, I'm sure – we all have Kansas City, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Dolphins have won seven of their last eight games. So we got to give some credit where it's due and uh, not count them out just yet. But, Mike, what does Miami need to do to come out on top in this game against Mahomes and the Chiefs?
3: Uh, I mean, it starts with trying to contain Mahomes, but I mean, I I don't know. It It's almost impossible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It starts with that, and if you can't do that, Tua's got to step up and throw for probably like 400 yards and four touchdowns
1: if they even want a chance.
0: Jet and Dylan, do you have any thoughts there?
1: Um, I just don't expect it to be particularly close at all. I think the Chiefs are probably going to win by multiple scores. Um, I think one of the most vulnerable versions of the Chiefs we've seen was this last game against Denver. They still won, and I don't think it's going to happen two weeks
0: in a row. I think they're going to win pretty comfortably against Miami. Colts at Raiders. Jet, Mike. I'm going to let you guys take this one over with your thoughts, predictions, and everything else. Do
1: uh, you want me to start, Mike? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. All right. Well, I'll let uh, Nick and Dylan maybe talk a little bit more about the Colts. But for for us, uh, with Jonathan Abram and Josh Jacobs looking pretty questionable to play and us coming off nearly losing to the Jets. It doesn't look great for us in this game, which is probably going to have like a playoff atmosphere because it's basically for a playoff spot for the time being. But um, despite all that, I think I still have some faith in this team. It's I think we found a ton of different ways to win games this year. And it's, it's always possible. I mean, I don't think we should be counting. Definitely will be by the majority of NFL fans.
3: Um, I, I were just very familiar with the quarterback of the Colts and Philip Rivers and his history against us. Well, at like the past two seasons has not been the best. Uh, I think as bad as our D de- as the Raiders defense is, I still think it'll be a v- low scoring game unless I feel like if there was a team to explode offensively, it would be the Raiders. I, I don't know. it. I guess – yeah, I feel like it would be a defensive game. I want to add that the Colts live off of their short dump-off passes, dude, and the Raiders die by dude, that. So it's it's really no question as to how the Raiders can stop the Colts. They need to just press man, and it, yeah, it, they just uh, – it, it pisses me off. Excuse the language. Because – <laughs> because that's how the Patriots beat the Raiders early in the season. Rex had just caught a pass five yards down the field and broke like three tackles every time.
0: I and mean, it was happening all day against the Ravens when they played the Colts. Ravens didn't end up winning twenty four to ten, but that was very annoying. Just constant four yard passes, yep. five yard passes all over the field. I don't mean, know, something they could do, but then they ended up pulling it off. So I, I see the Raiders doing the same thing, but any other thoughts on that game before we move on?
1: I guess I'm I'm, I'm still a little bit optimistic. I mean, we're, we're starting a three-game home streak, or what, what do you call stretch. it? Stretch. Stretch. Stretch, sure sure there, there you right. go. That's what I was looking for. Um, I think we're going to get a lot more comfortable version of Derek Carr rather than two road games. So that's, that's my reason to be optimistic. I think our offense is going to run a little bit better. Even without Josh Jacobs, I think it'll go a little bit more smoothly than these last two games.
3: Yeah, we don't have to worry about time change and
0: traveling for three weeks. Yeah. Moving on, the Giants uh, fighting for an NFC East spot and the Cardinals fighting for a wild card spot. Very important game over in the NFC. But, Mike, let's get your prediction on that game and why. Okay, well,
3: common sense tells me to go with the Cardinals. <laughs> um, But what I saw last week from both teams – no, I'm going Cardinals. I'm going Cardinals. I, you know, Cole McCoy didn't look good and they still won. But I don't know because the Cardinals defense isn't amazing. But like, I, I, they're better than the Seahawks, I think. I'd assume. But it,
1: it, yeah, I'm going Cardinals. But what if Danny Dimes is back?
3: I am going with the Arizona Cardinals.
1: <laughs> I'm going with the Cardinals as well. I feel like the way they've been playing, I could see how someone would take the Giants, but the Cardinals are desperate for a bounce-back game or their offense finally hums like it usually does,
0: and I think they'll get it next week against the Giants. I agree. I think Kyler Murray puts on, if not his best, one of his best games of the whole season, and Cardinals win by multiple possessions. Dylan?
2: Cardinals should win by 17 points. (laughs) And Kenny and Drake will actually do something.
0: All right, fair enough. Moving on. Vikings first Buccaneers. This may be the most important game of the week. Maybe not. And I don't want it to go unnoticed. The five and six Vikings take on the seven and five six Buccaneers. And what is a huge game for the NFC? Oh, six, six and Six six Vikings. Oh my god. Six and six. Six and six Vikings take on the seven five Buccaneers. And what is a huge game for the NFC playoff race? Uh Vikings need to and can win out to make the playoffs. Well probably need to win out. Um, we'll see what happens with the Cardinals. But Buccaneers, however, are on a good spot right now. But a loss here, dropping their record to 7-6. and six. And the Vikings to 7-6 and six as well with the tiebreaker. Would put a ton of pressure on Brady and the Bucs. So, Dylan, who are you going with and why?
2: Huh. Okay. So, Kirk Cousins has had a very good streak recently. He's um, thrown for 300 yards, had three touchdowns or whatever in, like, four straight games, something like that, which is pretty good, obviously, for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, three in a row, three hundred and three. And they're playing this in Tampa. Who's injured? Was anyone as injured? Uh, nobody not major for
1: Minnesota. Oh, for Tampa, for I'm Tampa. not sure. I don't think, I don't think there's anything huge.
2: I'm gonna go with the Bucks, and I trust that Bruce Arians will actually get some kind of good game plan in place, and that they'll be able to spread the ball around like they should have been doing all season, and should be expected to do with Evans, Godwin, Gronk, Brown, Howard jones etc et um they should be this weekend doing what they are expected to be doing uh, but the vikings you know Dalvin cook carrying my fantasy team four of them actually <laughs> and i obviously just jefferson's been the best rookie receiver adam thielen's i think top three in touchdown scored for a receiver it'll be a good game i want the vikings to win just because that's like you know the underdog and that's It'll be fun to see Brady upset. But I think the Tampa I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will pull out the win by seven points.
0: I agree. I mean it's just crazy to think about how the Vikings are one win away from being in the playoff picture and they're actually or, in, the they're in it right now. They're in it right now. Yep. They're one win away from having the tiebreaker over Tampa Bay and knocking Tampa Bay out of the playoff picture. Not sure if they're already out of it. But they're one minute away from having the tiebreaker over the Bucks, and Brady possibly missing playoffs. I don't know. I, want, I also want the Vikings to win. I think it'll be awesome. It makes it, the NFC uh, Wildcard race a little bit more exciting. However, I do see Tampa Bay taking this one. I think it'll be close, though. But, Mike, Jet, what are your thoughts? You can go ahead,
3: Mike. I think Kirk Cousins is going to take his boys into Tampa Bay. <laughs> and I think they're going to come out with the win. Well, they're, they're, they're on a hot streak right now. I mean, yes, it was a close game against Jacksonville, but a win is a win in the NFL. They
1: survived it, and I
3: think they're going to keep it rolling. All right,
1: I'm actually going to agree with Mike. I'm also going to take the Vikings in their so, run game, and Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Perk, they've been getting the best version of all three of those guys lately. I think they're more than capable of doing it. As long as Kirk Cousins keeps doing what he's been doing, I think they could easily keep up with them on the scoreboard. Uh,
0: Moving on, the 49ers take on the football team and what is a very important game for Washington as they're fighting for that NFC East spot with the Giants. Uh, Jet, who do you got there? I think this is a super interesting matchup. I feel like on
1: paper, the 49ers should probably win it. But I think Washington is a much hungrier team right now coming off that win against the Steelers. I think they're going to take in a close one um
2: Mike Mike with say, say <sighs> the line again I don't know <laughs> oh shut up,
3: it. Nick taking the football <laughs> team
0: oh let's go, go. done again uh I'm taking the 49ers oh. teams, so I think <laughs> I think the run game for them is gonna really pop off uh on Sunday or pretty sure that game's on Sunday but yeah, I just think they're going to dominate in the run game, and they're going to win die probably like maybe 10, 14 points.
3: I, I feel, I feel like out. that's an actual possibility. That's why it was kind of 50-50 for me. I'm going
2: to go San Francisco by three.
0: Pittsburgh's coming off a tough loss versus Washington, and Buffalo's coming off a fantastic win versus the Niners. Uh,
2: Is it a fantastic win if it's a 5 and seven? Yeah,
0: they played very well. <laughs> the flake line was... Amazing, from what I saw, Josh Allen put on a show. Um, That's going to
2: be the next Falcons offense
0: coordinator. (laughs) Personally, I am going to choose Pittsburgh to bounce back here. However, I do think it will be a very close game coming down. Final minutes of the fourth quarter. Bills lead or drive down the field and fail to get a touchdown or something like that. But I'm going with Pittsburgh. What about you guys?
3: This – I think this game gets really interesting because I think this is around the time of year where weather's a factor in Buffalo. Um, both teams aren't really known for their running game. And I, this, this is – I don't even know how this one's going to play out.
1: All right, Jet. Um, This one actually wasn't all that hard for me. It took me about three seconds to come up with my pick of the Buffalo Bills. I think Pittsburgh did not look very good. The defense – is banged up. I don't I don't feel good about Pittsburgh winning that game on the road in Buffalo.
2: I
0: just I just don't.
2: If Joe Hayden doesn't play, I feel even worse about me picking the Steelers.
0: See, this is tough for me because I, I don't see Pittsburgh going 14-2. I see them going 13-3. But if they win this game, I don't see them losing two more games.
1: I, so, I don't see them winning this game, Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, no, I can see it going both ways. I think Big Ben um, has a great game once again. I don't think the receivers drop 100 passes this time, but I guess that's why I'm going with Pittsburgh. They're not going to make as many mistakes as they made against Washington, and they're going to come out with a close win. All right, last but not least, uh, not the best game, but not, not least, like I said, Ravens versus Browns. Uh, Ravens dominated against Cleveland week one, 38 to six, but we're not in week one anymore. This Browns team is 9 and three. They're 9 and three for a reason. Personally, I did not give them their proper respect until that uh, dominant win versus Tennessee, but. If Baltimore wants to win this one, you got to run the ball down their throats and don't apologize for anything. Uh, If it's getting shut down, like it did against Tennessee last year in the playoffs, I say you stick with it. Uh, I know last year they abandoned it. Wide receivers couldn't do anything, and they got blown out by Tennessee in an upset playoff game. But, yeah, so if it gets shut down early, I say you stick with it. Keep running the ball. You can't can't trust this receiving core. I mean, it's been – Horrid all year with Marquise Brown dropping balls, Willie Snead not getting open, Andrews dropping balls, everything. But if you're Cleveland, you got to stop the run. You got to force Lamar Jackson to throw. Welcome to the best day of the year. <laughs> <laughs> <20's> <laughs> <Adam>. hey,
1: <yo. laughs> what was <laughs>
0: <that>? <laughs> If you're Cleveland, you need to shut down the run early. Force Lamar to throw. Um, he's he's a great QB in my opinion. I don't know about you guys, but. However, with that receiving core that he has, he is very bound to make a few mistakes, throw a pick, uh, get out of the pocket, fumble, anything. So you got to force Lamar to throw, get a big play out of your defense, and put yourself in a spot to win the game. But we have seen this Baker Mayfield cycle many times before. I'm going with the Ravens with the close one, 27-21.
1: Um, I like what you said about the Ravens, and I'll add that when I saw you guys play against Pittsburgh in that weird game without Lamar, I liked the scheme that you guys brought into it. I liked that you guys simplified it. You you had those two two quarterbacks running like simple read options, like one read, read options, um, some simpler RPOs. I think in this game against the Browns, you just have to not do too much. You have to go back to what worked the last couple of years and just keep it going like you said. I'm going to take Baltimore in a close one as well. I think they can go back to their – closer to their normal selves and it'll be a little bit better for them with more of their players back.
0: It's, it's so tough because I feel like the Ravens, they're scared. They're scared to show their scheme. They're scared to run all day because they know come playoff time, if they get there, everyone's going to be watching that dominant win they had on Monday Night Football against the Browns. They're going to get figured out again and they're going to get blown out in the playoffs again. But I think that's a risk you got to take. You gotta, you know, go back to that scheme against like you said against Pittsburgh. Run the ball. We don't apologize for it. It's a winning you football games. But yeah, we'll see. Mike, your thoughts?
3: The last couple games I've seen played in Cleveland, there was an ocean falling from the sky. So <laughs> weather is definitely going to be a factor in this one. And and um, I don't know. E- I don't feel like Baltimore is really hiding anything. I feel like their O-line just isn't what it was. They lost Ronnie Stanley. They don't have Marshall Yonda anymore. I just – I don't think they can do – replicate what they did last year with their current O-line. And I think that's the main reason for their struggles. Obviously, the receiving core is an issue. We've known that for the past couple seasons. Um. however I so like when Baltimore played in New England in the rain it was not pretty but Cleveland in the rain isn't pretty either I I'm gonna go with Cleveland because I trust oh, because man. I trust their run game more and that that's it that's all that I would say Cleveland has on Baltimore
0: I, I can definitely see the Browns winning this one. Just to be clear, I had them splitting heading into the year. I didn't know who would win which game. Baltimore won Week One. I can still, you know, definitely see them splitting here. I don't know. It's just tough. The Ravens run defense really needs to step up. You got to shut down Chubb, Hunt, whoever's going to get, you know, the majority of their carries. And you know, same thing that I said for how the Cleveland is going to win this game. You force Lamar to throw. The Ravens need to force Baker to throw. They need to force him. So. Be the bigger Mayfield we see most weeks in this league and make dumb reads, dumb throws, get a few picks, uh, maybe get a fumble or anything. So well, uh, yeah, Nick,
3: it, it, the the Cleveland weather literally doesn't allow you to throw. Um, I, I've personally <laughs> seen that when they played the Raiders. Um, so even if one team forces another team to throw, it's it's not going to happen.
2: I'm also going to go the Ravens, but you also have to consider that. Baker Mayfield's a very weird quarterback. He makes the perfect throws in the tight windows, and he overthrows the dude by 30 yards. Back-to-back plays, like, all the time. The Ravens need to win this game, obviously. Browns need to win this game, obviously. I mean, it's huge for playoff standings because the Browns will be... If the Ravens win this game, they will be one game behind the Browns with right. the tiebreaker. Right. Obviously, the Ravens need to win this game. Obviously, the Browns, whatever. But the Ravens need it more, and I think they're going to show that they need it more, and they're going to win. They're going to win 20... Three to seventeen, and it'll be it'll be a fun game to watch with with Lamar coming back and with Chubb and Hunt and all those offensive playmakers for the Browns. I don't See know if fun is the word.
3: It, it's definitely going to be an ugly one. <laughs> that's true.
2: Lamar Jackson's fun to watch. So with Nick Chubb. That's I'm nervous for that
3: it one. It is boys. going to be a messy. Uh,
2: Nick, I'm very Nick nervous
3: Chubb for that, that one. Gonna, I've seen a game played Nick in Chubb's that kind of way. It is not is not
0: the the thing is they can afford to lose this game assuming they yeah i
3: think you just get Uh, to 10 and 6 and get lucky with tiebreakers
0: at at the same time if you win this game and they beat dallas they're what eight and five and they play jacksonville cincinnati and the new york giants like that's that's huge man colt mccoy is a
3: real deal (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, they can beat them, but at the same yeah, time, no, it's not, it's you're 8-5 and five with three yeah. favorite games left. Just like, uh,
1: just, just for the record here, uh, the Ravens are playing the Cowboys in an hour and 10 minutes from the time we're recording this. So if we yeah. look dumb and Andy Dalton dominated the Ravens, <laughs> you know why we still pick <laughs> <beat> them.
0: <laughs> all right, but moving on to our third and final segment, NBA fans, um, John Wall, I'm sure you're all aware, but John Wall was traded along with the first-round pick for Russell Westbrook. But as a Wizards fan, this one hurt. This one hurt a lot. Russ, along with KD when they were in OKC, is the reason I started playing basketball, the reason I started watching basketball. So, you know, with Russ, I'm very excited to see um, how he does in Washington. However, myself, along with many other D.C. fans, waited two years for this. We waited two years for an icon, a leader on and off the court, and our star point guard to come back and he gets traded. So, yeah, it hurts. I do think we lost the deal, especially because we gave up that first-round pick along with Wall. My dad said it doesn't matter. if They'd probably blow that pick anyway, which I guess is true. Yeah. The way I see it, there are a few things I have to worry about with Russ that I don't have to worry about with Wall. You know, is he going to take shots away from Beal? Is he going to, you know, take shots away from Bertons? Is he going to take force threes and prove everyone uh, right who calls him Westbrook? I mean, he's proven on many counts that he's just simply not a winner. And hopefully that changes this year, but at the age of 32, I don't see that happening. Um, but I can definitely see this being a situation where, you know, fan bases for both teams aren't happy with it at first, but end up loving the move for their team. But only time will tell, I guess. So Jet, who won the deal and why? Uh, this was
1: this was a crazy trade. I did not expect anything like this to happen. I'll start with that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I don't think there's a clear winner. Uh, when I saw this trade go down, I knew Washington fans would instantly hate it. And I get it. Wall's been the face for quite some time. And I think a change of dynamic for them was overdue, though. I I think it's been too many years of having the same core and no results to show for it. I know it's super unfortunate, his injuries. But I think the people who right now are arguing between how how good these two players are, comparing Russ and uh, Wall, I don't think that's right. I think Washington needed a culture change, and I think Houston did as well. Both both of these teams are I consider winners right now because I think it's going to make both of these basketball teams better. It's just the results that will show who won, I guess.
0: I definitely see what you're saying. Uh, for some reason, this reminds me of the Kawhi Leonard Demar Derozan trade. Just just based on what you said there, because I can see that the Raptors were a great team martyrism was an icon for that team that franchise everything and they treated them for a better player quiet leonard because you know they're a great team but they weren't winning championships they weren't even they weren't getting there so at the same time i died this doesn't mean washington's a contender i don't think anyone believes that but i see what you're saying i do think maybe they'll be a better basketball team and we'll just see what happens how can this deal help and hurt the washington wizards
2: well, it can help them, by they, they get a, as at this point, better player. Um, they're on similar contracts. I mean, they both have, I'm not sure if it's similar, but they both have massive, massive contracts. They're both free agents in 2023. This team should be in contention for the eighth seed, as they were last year and were expected to be even before they traded for Russell Westbrook. So, yeah, I think that this team will be definitely improved with Russell Westbrook, but obviously that's based on last year when they didn't have John Wall at all, so you can't really... You know, say go from zero to something without—it's not like a fair comparison. But yeah, I think they'll be definitely in the in the contention for the eighth seed, along with Orlando, Indiana, Atlanta, which should be a step ahead of those other teams. But yeah, definitely, definitely a okay. good trade for both teams. Yeah, as definitely. Of right
0: now. No, go ahead. All right, definitely don't see this trade uh, putting the Wizards in a top six seed in the East. You know, you got Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Miami, Philly, um, Toronto, Austin. But I can see them being right up there with the Pacers, the Magic, like you said, possibly the Hawks at that seven or eight seed spot. But yeah, we'll see. This, like, the outlook of
3: this trade is going to be determined by what they get for James Harden. Because we all know he's probably getting traded soon. They could build a better culture with Wall and what they get for Harden than they had with Westbrook and Harden.
1: That's definitely a decent take. I mean, I don't don't know what is going on with that James Harden situation. From what I've heard, Houston is looking for a huge haul, and I don't know if they're going to get it. I think they're still going to be a great team with a Wall-Harden duo, and John Wall himself said that he expects Harden to stay, but I don't think anybody knows for sure what's going to happen there.
0: It's kind of weird to me. I don't know. Yeah, although Harden and Westbrook were um, great friends, I do believe I, I, obviously, I, you know, I don't know James Harden, but I do believe um, he would prefer Wall on his t- on his team over Westbrook. But so, so, I don't see him leaving. And they did just get the Marcus Cousins, so now they do have an actual big man, you know, over the height of 6'6", or whatever PJ Tucker is. <laughs> so, yeah, I, don't know. I think it might end up working well for both teams. But, you know, right now as a Wizards fan, I'm just a little hurt by it. But uh, Jet, how can this deal help or hurt Houston? Help or hurt Houston? Well,
1: I think help is pretty clear. You get a better, you get a better chemistry mix in Houston. I think with Harden. Like, wait, who just said that point about Russ and Harden? Yeah. That was no, you, Nick, sure. right? Yeah. So I think you get a better, you get a better chemistry mix between your guards than you had before. Um, I think it could hurt them though because. Russ Russ was a machine. I mean, he he could score at will at any time, and I think they're going to miss that. That's not exactly what John Wall is. He's capable of doing that at times, but you get a better defender with Wall and a better teammate, I think. And then I I think it's an interesting point. Uh, A friend of mine said on Twitter, like, his reaction to the trade was he didn't know how he felt about it, but he knew for sure that Washington is going to score more points, and that kind of stuck with me because Russ – is going to score a lot of points. He's going to score more points than you got with John Wall at any time. So I think that will help Washington. I think that's the biggest part of their culture change, like I mentioned earlier, is that you get
0: a scorer at the point guard position, finally, that you haven't had the last two seasons. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I guess your friend's right. But at the same time, offense was not the problem in Washington. It was the defense. I believe they were a bottom two team or maybe the worst defensive team in the nba last season really I actually and remember. offensively i I believe they were top five or top ten offensively hmm. so i don't necessarily know if scoring more points is the solution Hey, it'll help as much as you know john wall being an excellent defender of the point guard position would have been you know their fit
1: yeah that, that, i mean that's true um it's it's gonna be interesting to say the least to see how these two teams
0: do with their new players so I'm crazy mean, yeah my initial reaction was like you know when's the last time the wizards missed the playoffs with a healthy John wall it hasn't happened in my well, like eight nine years of watching basketball
2: mm-hmm.
0: it hasn't happened so I but I get it you know like you said earlier they're not they're not getting anywhere in the playoffs though you know they're second round first round exit every single time they get there. So, you know, maybe it's it's worth a change. You're not going to win the finals with Wall. I don't think you're going to win the finals with Westbrook either, but, you know, it's, it's worth the risk, and we'll see what happens. All right, that's going to do it for episode 12. Um, if you guys are listening to this on Spotify, I know there's, like, two places you can listen to, but Spotify, uh, share with a friend, help us out, anything you can do to help us out, like I just said. But, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, episode 12. Uh, if you don't know already, we are uploading every single Wednesday so you know stay tuned for that um grab your popcorn tell your friends every single wednesday night but yeah thanks for listening episode 12 see you next time